Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creatives of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in with GIST. I'm your host, Kara Tomei, and what I do on this show is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of public programming or community programming, be that through a personal project, a formal collaborative, or a nonprofit entity, whatever form it takes, my guests are artists who have diversified their practice to include ways of sharing their own or others' artwork and engaging a broad audience through a DIY approach to things. Uh, My aim is to provide a forum for artists to share their experiences so they can inspire others who are listening. Today, my guest is Corey Siegel, and she really fits the the bill for that hybridized uh, definition because she is a practicing and exhibiting artist, a curator, an arts educator, and a member of a collective gallery run by artists located in downtown Los Angeles. There's probably more, actually, and I could have more than one show with her to go in-depth about each of these uh, elements of her life, but today I'm going to ask her to focus on her recently concluded project called Star Tours because it was a very interesting undertaking, and a very independent spirit drove it, and I'm very curious to hear all about it. So I'm going to welcome Corey to the show. Hi, Corey. Hi, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So I'm just going to start off. I'd like to have you give a kind of a picture of of who you are. I listed off some uh, titles and things of what you do, but tell me a little bit about your background as an artist and and your artworks, because that really is foremost, I think, or started first in terms of your art career. So tell us a little bit about yourself in that way. Okay. I am an artist that is interested in using many different disciplines to create and relate to the world around me. And uh, I would say that the beginnings of that were um, going to museums, going to arts organizations from a very young age gave me um, the interest in how, how to use visual expression to communicate and to create and um for a very long time, my main mode of expression was through photography, um, but I was always doodling and drawing and and making other types of things. Um, but what led me to this body of work that I recently exhibited was uh, that I was moving back to Los Angeles after studying in New York, and I 
couldn't find my way around the city, so I started drawing maps as a mnemonic device, as a way of remembering where the different neighborhoods in LA were. And this blossomed into a I had in drawing different maps of Los Angeles, and that turned into this art project that um, became part of Star Tours. So, and how long ago was that? I moved back in 2007. Okay, so, so a few years and mm-hmm. a few years in the making. Many years in the making. That often happens. Yeah. You know, you start you start some kind of production, and it leads to places you probably didn't really even intend in the, in the beginning. So that's actually quite exciting. I know that you have exhibited your work all over um, in galleries uh, in in Los Angeles, and you've collaborated with with many different organizations. You've been an arts educator at several museums. You. It seems like you got uh, really ingrained in L.A. pretty quickly. <laughs> you worked with LACMA. You worked with Barnsdall Art Center, Armory Art Center, uh, the Corita Art Center. Um, you're currently working at the Fowler Museum and the Education Department. So mm-hmm. you found your way to all the right cultural institutions, definitely. Those maps paid off. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand, okay, so let's take the, the idea of maps and go forward because, as you said, that is the um, – and it was the impetus and kind of the basis of the visual language that became part of this project, but the project got so much bigger. Uh, so how did the drawing of maps go get into, you know, wanting to share them in, the, in in this public way? And I'd like you to maybe talk about, I know that you got a, a grant from an organization, um, a specific kind of organization, and I'd like you to talk about how that kind of factored in, because I'm very curious how, I'm always curious, how does someone fund a project? How does it get out there? Uh, and then, of course, talk a little bit about the physical nature of Star Tours, since it was very, very different than your regular gallery, let's say. Yeah. Um, so I guess to start, uh, the talking about the development of the project, um, and and the way that I've been involved in all these different arts organizations across Los Angeles, um, that's sort of interconnected with with the way that the my process of making and sharing work has developed as well. And the maps um, started as just a, a personal memory aid, but then as I started sharing them with friends that would come over, showing them how I was trying to wrap my mind around this city, I started realizing that not only were these maps changing the way I perceived the city and this collection of different neighborhoods and this richness of culture here, it also became a new symbol for me of Los Angeles and of this amazing place that that I live in and that was different than an external picture of Los Angeles. Of, um, I, I felt like it was, even though it still is a simplification of, of this place, it more accurately represented the diversity of experience here. So um, I started presenting this work um, at various organizations, and the way that people were interacting with it intrigued me 
because it seemed almost like people were looking at mirrors rather than looking at a drawing that I had made. It seemed outside of myself in many ways because maps uh, have this universal experience because they're not only an abstraction of the world around us, but there's, there's something that we can locate ourselves on. So that led me to an interest in cartography and, and how map making has been used across time and space to find ourselves and to make places, make spaces. And I started doing a lot of research about historic map making. I found that there over the course of the history of map making, there are some places that have been consistently mapped and also groups of people that have really developed this art form further. And over the course of history, a lot of Jewish artists have created maps. And the reason behind that is because of all these restrictions placed on this specific group of people. And that was really interesting to me, to think about these outsider groups and their need to map and how that in turn shapes of many different people. When you, you draw this ab abstraction, it becomes concrete again in the minds of, of people. So over and that was your That was your project research. called Cadestral. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just noticed that the name of the project was that, mm -hmm. that one was... It, I, I may not be saying it correctly, the Cadestral Masora project? Yeah, so so across while I was doing this research, I it was something that was intriguing to me, but I didn't know exactly how to develop it. But then there's this opportunity that came along through the Six Points Fellowship, which is a incredible organization that funds artists that are exploring a Jewish theme or idea. And I saw this listing for this very generous um, fellowship and decided to apply. And I took these ideas about mapping that I was interested in exploring but hadn't completely fleshed out and created a proposal about uh, finding my place not only in Los Angeles, but my place within history as this minority group that in in many ways I, I don't feel like an outsider in Los Angeles. Um, but kind of navigating how my history has shifted over time and, and finding ways to understand that specific identity and how that relates to the Los Angeles experience and the American experience and just the way that all people constitute their identity and, and the way that these ways that we draw these maps of ourselves in the world are changing at this rapid pace with different mapping technologies and things like that. So I, I proposed this project and I very luckily received this grant, which enabled me to travel all around the world collecting research, studying ancient maps, and also talking to people about the way they perceive their self in space and history. 
and how this connected. So that is um, exciting. What a, what a wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's it really was a a game changer. It it shaped my work um, and gave me the resources to do things at a scale that I hadn't even conceived of previously doing myself. Right, and you're are you still technically a six points fellow, is that true? Well, in my heart I I always will be, I think, because <laughs> no, it, be. it was such a impactful experience. But the the fellowship funding period is over now. So um, was that part of was this was the funding for the this extension which we will 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 talk about in terms of bringing the work out to the community uh, through your moving gallery was was that project of Star Tours kind of part of that grant or was that a different uh, yes yes it was okay mm-hmm. okay that's okay so so that so that was kind of a, could, could you call it almost a culmination of this project and and getting the work out there and then engaging with the community in um for the fellowship yes it was um a presentation of the work that i had been creating over the last 2 years Okay, so you decided to present the work in a truck and create a gallery, a moving gallery that would travel and did travel all over Los Angeles at various cultural sites and places. You parked the, this moving gallery and invited visitors to come in and to participate. So tell me how you got the idea to present it that way in this moving truck and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then also how you procured the sites, what that was like. Well, I needed a place to present the work, and I was really feeling a block. I um, do run a a gallery with um, other artists, and and that's a place that I've shown many, many different exhibitions that I, I didn't feel like I wanted to present there, and I did know a lot of really amazing spaces and and artists that were encouraging but I it just didn't feel I didn't feel right about the idea of exhibiting all the work that I had created um in one space and I I didn't find the right space for that so I was wondering how to present this body of work that has many different kind of constellations as a part of it in a way that was um, so in a way that mirrored the experience I had in terms of collecting the material and and researching and and working with different communities over the last two years. So um, I thought about it a lot and had conversations with a lot of people about it, and then came to this conclusion that I that it needed to be a mobile project that could map Los Angeles in a physical way in terms of the different locations it went to and that could also connect with different communities across the the county so um, wonderful I love how you married the some of the points of the project conceptually to presenting the work because the presentation of the work was then a conceptual link to what you're talking about mapping and moving and community it's, it's wonderful I, it's 
just compliment on that that it was a very perfect way to to you know see that see that out so um and it's very DIY of you, <laughs> just making it happen. Yeah. Like you know, it didn't feel right. You just took it upon yourself to do it on your own and and make it make it uh, work. And bringing bringing it to people also, rather than having it be, you know, this stationary thing. Exhibition, come you know, come come see, come travel. You actually travel to people, and I'm sure you reached a much wider. I mean, no, you meet reached a much wider community in LA because you were everywhere from Watu to the Annenberg space in Malibu and all over Los Angeles in a, in a period of, was it about eight weeks period? Or not even uh, that much? No, it was eight more concentrated. It, was, it, was, it started January 11th and ended January 25th. Oh my! Oh no! So it was actually just just a solid kind of uh, nomadic thing from almost day to day, or 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 you know, a few every yeah, few days. Yeah, it felt like okay. eight eight weeks or eight years because it was <laughs> right. jam packed. Right, I bet. Well, um, before before we move on and talk, as I do want to talk about you going to to uh, some of the spaces and how you engage with the community. It's a backtrack a little bit, but talk about the name Star Tours. Just how that links, because I, I think I'm getting it, but I'd just like to, to hear you articulate why it was called mm-hmm. Star Tours. Well, the idea for this project was influenced by a project that I did called Star Maps, and this was uh, another um, site-specific work that I did um, in conjunction with um, the Road Concert Series, which is a really wonderful yeah. initiative Um and for that project, I stationed myself on Mulholland Drive, and during this day, there's many artists that were stationed along this this road, and I circulated maps and, and modeled the station after the star maps that people sell of homes. Um, but instead, right. my map was a map that superimposed biblical scenes on sites across Mulholland Drive and told the story of Moses and Mulholland in in this very anachronistic, schizophrenic kind of way. And mm-hmm. it was supposed to be almost like a grandpa's geography of Los Angeles, this idea of um, when you know, talking to an elder who's Jewish, they would say, you know, and he was Jewish. And and that was something that was interesting to me about ways of marking um, ownership. And and when you come from a minority group, that becomes very important to how do you retain your identity and take pride in that specific identity, but also how do you integrate as part of um, the rest of the world and, and take on influences from that. So um, this this silly map was was supposed to be a resource for people that came and picked it up and it people that came to me ranged from an art audience to actual tourists that were looking for Jennifer Aniston's house and then I would have a conversation right. with them about this idea of um their perception of Los Angeles because this is very much a place of pilgrimage like the right. Jerusalem of old and and it's a place that we have connections to but we don't necessarily 
a lot of sites in Los Angeles people know but have never visited. Um, so so that, that was um, interesting to me how Los Angeles can serve as this model of a promised land of a center for many different diasporas and through taking my own identity as a minority group that it is very assimilated into the current culture. How, how do I kind of navigate that and and take this opportunity to be in dialogue with many different groups across Los Angeles and, and many different individuals in terms of the way they they perceive this city that they inhabit or just Okay, so Star Tours, just as an extension of that, of kind of going out and touring L.A. and and with the, with with this mapping and and is is there more to that? Yeah, so it's modeled off of like a star line or some other type of tourist van. Uh, the the signage is supposed to invoke that, but this. The star is um, Star of David, which is a, a star that many people associate with the Jewish. Oh, faith. okay. The, the that triangle might have just star. Been on for me. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be one of those things that um, people think that I've made a mistake, or mm-hmm. they think they're noticing something kind of funny or strange, and it's a conversation starter, it leads to kind of their their perceptions of the project. And some people see the star and they have no idea and they just think it's um, another celebrity van tour or they think it's I'm selling maps of celebrity houses. So I like the kind of levels in which people can approach it. Yeah, that's um, great. And as, and, as a non-Jew and looking at the star, it didn't occur to me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so, but I love yeah. that. And, and, and I, then when you said like, it, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And and that's mm-hmm. something that's interesting to me about Los Angeles is um, you can travel to all these different areas across Los Angeles and experience completely different cultural connections depending on what your own background is or what you've been told. So there are all these layers of um, language that we we interact with the city, and each place that I went to, people reacted to the project in a totally different way and brought their oh, right. own experiences to it. So I'm, that that was really educational for me. Yeah, I'm sure it was. My one question: So you outfitted this truck with drywall to make it look like it really was a the, the pictures show, you know, a white-walled space, kind of, you know, a gallery space, which I loved. But And then I, my question is, because um, I saw a couple of iterations of it, as you went along to each place, did the exhibition change inside the space? Yes. So each mm-hmm. site that I visited had a different exhibition and different programming associated with that site. So, um, for instance, at Watts Towers I showed a collection of paper cuts that I did that I thought in many ways related to the structure of of the tower. And I wanted to go to that site because it's a site that um, has had a history of many different um, cultural groups that lived within 
that space. And then the story of Simon Rodia, the the architect of Watts Towers, is is a story of um, immigrant experience and of um, individual um, creative expression. So um, I wanted to kind of mirror that those towers by having a large vinyl cut tower within the vehicle. And I liked the idea that some sometimes there were completely new shows with work that had never been exhibited in the truck before. And some works were shown several times, and each time they're shown, they had different relationships that I was trying to within the truck. So it was a fun curatorial experience right. for me to contextualize. And I'm going to say, no wonder it... No wonder it felt like uh, eight weeks or eight months, because what you're saying is every single site had its own uh, its own show, recurated by you, and its own educational programming uh, for the public. So, wow, that's a lot. Definitely a lot to take yeah. on. Now, I'd like to talk about that educational component, the participatory um, elements of it. So, maybe just take one or two, you know, one or two examples, different examples of different sites and how you engaged visitors and the public with uh, kind of making and, and engaging in your work. Okay. So one component of this project that I've been working on is the use of micrography, which is an art form developed by 8th, 9th century Hebrew scribes that uses very small text to create an image. And it traveled along with the Jewish diaspora and took on the local culture each place that it went to. So for me, it embodies the spirit of um, and this question of how you retain your identity, but also how do you um, take on the culture surrounding you. So I did a micrography workshop at Side Street Projects, which was my first site. In addition to that, I had a map making workshop at LACMA. Um, the show is all about mapping, and I also had a guide to various different places in LACMO that you could see historic maps that shaped my ideas around the project. Um, I had organized a dining experience that told the story of Gin um, Heights at Raid Projects, which um, is located um, in Lincoln Heights. And I collaborated with Alyssa Polk and Zy Magnus, who are two artists that came up with a menu that told a story about the cultural groups that have lived in Lincoln Heights. And that was a really fun experience where we had a dining table within the vehicle and um, food that represented um, indigenous groups that had lived in Los Angeles and um, as well as um, Asian influences and Latino influences. Wow. So that was really a fun event. We had a dance party at Taco Zone, so we decorated the truck, um, the, the the truck with streamers, and then we went to this mobile um, kitchen, Taco Zone, which is my favorite uh, taco mm. place to go in Los Angeles, and and that was more of a performative event. Um, and we also had uh, talks where artists and scholars navigated 
through a story by using Google Maps. So um, a panel of artists shared their story through either Google Earth or Google Maps or doing performances related to that as a way of drawing out other kind of experiences of maps and how they play a role in our lives today. And there's wow. a bunch of other ones that I could Wow, yeah, well, but you know, as you're talking and telling me all the layers of this project, I'm realizing that, I mean, you should feel really fulfilled. I'm sure you do, but you should feel really fulfilled with this project because when I first introduced you, just kind of plucking stuff even out off your bio of your website, you know, you are a, it said, you're an exhibiting artist, a curator, an arts educator, and a member of a collective gallery. And what you did is you fused all of those kind of parts of yourself and your practice into this project. And that is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you basically, that's a hard thing to do. And, and oftentimes I think artists feel a bit fractured by the different elements of their career, uh, you know, Oftentimes, I think we speak about, you know, a day job is separate from our making of our art, which is separate somehow from, you know, curating or something like that. But I think that especially, I mean, the spirit of GIST and our company and our mission and all of that is to show people that it's all part of the same piece of the puzzle of being an artist, mm -hmm. whether you are, you know, at that at that paying job or making art or engaging the community, it's all just spokes on the wheel of what an artist does. And you, through through this project and talking about it, you really just kind of epitomize that um, for for the audience, which I think is is wonderful. And I didn't quite expect it to come come together like that. So I'm really <laughs> happy that we got to have you on and to hear about uh, you know you fusing all of your interests into this project. And being so, you know, self-motivated to, you know, pull it all off and have this really quite an impact, I think, with all these different sites and people engaging. And I just really um, want to compliment you on that. And I hope that people who are listening got inspired by your by your Star Tours project. And they can certainly go to your website, CoreySiegel.com, or and um, find out more about that project and others. And um, so, what does the future hold now? Is this a Star Tours? Uh, project done? Is it completed? And now you move on to something else, or what? What's what's next for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, or I had or is it too soon to even too soon to even think about it since it really just culminated a week ago? <laughs> yeah. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm in the process of catching my breath and collecting documentation, but I think the the most wonderful thing about this and and what created um, what I consider to be a successful um, initiative is just the the way that people were open to collaborating, and it was really a collaborative process everywhere I went. The audience and and the other artists that I collaborated with um, really made made the experience, and um, so I think I'm going to digest that a little bit more and and see. Um, what's in store, but um, that's the exciting thing about um, creating and also working with different communities because it it is shaped as it as it moves along by the people that it it encounters and the people um, that I encounter. So I don't know, but um, yeah. I'm looking forward well, to finding out. Well, that's a wonderful... Out. 
That's a, well, I am too. I'm excited to follow what you do next, and I think it's a wonderful way to end that kind of saying too that artists are we have to be collaborative to really make things bigger and better than ourselves. And you definitely did that and saw, like you're saying, you feel so good about that success. So collaboration is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do to expand you know, what we do. So I think I'm going to leave it at that kind of helpful shout out to collaboration. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for your time and uh, and for describing this wonderful project. And again, I look forward to keeping in, keeping track of, of what you do. Corey, and I looked. I also look forward to because you've already agreed to come back on another just radio mm-hmm. show, another time with your uh, fellow collaborative artists who do this collaborative gallery called Actual Size in Los Angeles. That's a whole other conversation that I look forward to having <laughs> with you too. Wonderful. And we'll be in touch about that. Thanks for being on Just Radio. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Just Radio is brought to you by Just Inc., which is a business that is run for artists, by artists, and we are in the business of helping artists have a DIY practice and a hybrid career, and we have information and resources about the business of art on our website, gyst-ink.com. Please visit us for more information, and I look forward to you returning your ears to Just Radio in the future. Bye-bye. Kara Tomei, signing off. Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person, and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like sending a kid to basketball camp and helping a family with gas for their son's frequent hospital visits. And during the Honda Summerbration Sales Event, we can help you with a great deal, because right now we're clearing out the 2017s, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver January 2017.